boys and girls, and welcome to Avant-Garde Book Storytime. I'm Cherie Hardy, and I'm so happy to be able to read to you today. Today, I will be reading all different now. Juneteenth, The First Day of Freedom. This book was written by Angela Johnson, and it was illustrated by E.B. Lewis. If you have it, feel free to follow along with me and read silently. If you don't, it's okay. Get in a very, very comfortable place and get very, very relaxed and listen quietly to All Different Now, Juneteenth, the first day of freedom. A June morning breeze off the port blew the smell of honeysuckle past the fields across the yard and into our room to wake us. And nobody knew as we ate a little, talked a little, and headed to the fields as the sun was rising, that soon it would be all different. Then we worked and worked and worked some more under the hot Texas sun until word spread from the port to town, through the countryside, and into the fields that a Union general had read from a balcony that we were all now and forever free and things would be all different now. I watched as my Aunt Laura sang as she held her baby. Mr. Jake, who some say was a hundred, cried quietly. And a group of grown people bowed their heads and whispered things to each other I could not hear. My mama held my hand softly and looked beyond as another breeze blew over and everything fell to a hush. But later, Papa, Mama, the aunts and uncles, and all of my cousins had an afternoon picnic by the water. My baby brother crawled around our blanket as we listened to the sounds of the waves. And as more people joined us, We ate as a free people, laughed as a free people, and told stories as a free people, on into the night. What was before would be no more. As we walked back home, the cool of the night soothed our tired feet that paddled quietly past the shadowy fields of cotton. And in the morning, the smell of honeysuckle will wake me again beside my sisters and brother to a time that will be, for us, all of us, all different now. Here's an author's note. As a small child visiting my grandmother's home in Alabama, I used to gaze in rapture at a large sepia photograph under a curved glass frame of a woman in white sitting placidly in a chair with a tall, serious-looking man standing beside her. They were my grandmother's parents, and they had been born slaves. At first, my great-grandparents were just long-gone strangers who watched me through time. With every preceding visit, though, I warmed to them and could not wait to curl up on my grandmother's flowered settee and stare back at them for hours. They were a mystery, but tangible proof 
to my young eyes that all I'd learned about slavery in books was a reality in my own family. Despite knowing a bit of my family history, I never really thought of their moment of emancipation. For some, it did not come as early as it did for others. A number of states, including Texas, where my story is set, had not returned to the Union by January 1, 1863, the date President Lincoln decreed the Emancipation Proclamation, so the slaves in those states didn't know they had been declared free. It was not until 1865 that the proclamation was finally decreed in Galveston, Texas. Juneteenth commemorated on June 19th is the celebration of that event, with Texas widely believed to be the first state to observe it. Today, more than 40 states recognize Juneteenth in some way. I'd love to know how my great-grandparents celebrated when they, when told they were free. But the tale has been lost to time, so I can only hope that this one will do. That was by Angela Johnson. Illustrator's Note While trying to visually translate this beautifully poignant story by Angela Johnson, I found myself on a roller coaster of emotions, a ride that actually began several years earlier while reading Ralph Ellison's novel, Juneteenth. This was my introduction to a piece of American history that inspired further research, so I viewed hundreds of old photographs and read many books on slavery. What I learned both enraged and thrilled me. I alternately felt despair and jubilation, grief in the face of man's devastating inhumanity to man and joy for the resiliency and beauty of the human spirit. I tried over and over to imagine what it must have been like to be a slave receiving the news of emancipation. To be, to be given freedom for the first time in your life, wouldn't that be truly awesome? but also somehow surreal and dreamlike. I imagine that all things familiar and ingrained must have suddenly seemed alien and strange, but all my attempts pointed to the same stark conclusion. It's simply impossible for a contemporary American of any color to put himself squarely in the shoes of a 19th century slave. This humbling moment of clarity made me realize that although I've illustrated more than 60 books, this one would be my biggest challenge. It would stretch me the most. But at the same time, Angela's manuscript lit me up like a light. What a fortuitous opportunity. I seemed our, it seemed our collaboration was predestined. And as if to demonstrate this, everything I needed fell into place while my passion for the project blossomed. To inspire my illustrations, I take reference photos that suggest the scenes of the book. This story required an enormous cast as well as costumes for all. And here I must gratefully acknowledge the people of Spartanburg County School District 7 in South Carolina. After a school visit I did there previously, I knew it was the perfect location for taking these photos. Just one phone call to Rodney Graves, Director of Secondary Education, resulted in a wonderful and unexpected scene that brought me to tears. Arriving at the local park, direct from the airport, I felt as though I'd walked into the 19th century, 
students, teachers, parents, babies, preschoolers, grandparents, and even the superintendent were all dressed in clothing. They had researched and provided themselves ready to pose for their roles. After an entire day of photographing, the fun and easy part was done. Now came time to translate my experience into paint. The cumulative effect of all that I learned, including my reference photos, forced a wider view of this fateful event. So I tried to capture the whole mood of the day in shades of gray rather than just black and white. Under a pale sky, I illustrated not just jubilation and celebrations, but expressions of repose, disconnect, surprise, and contemplation. I hope this book will act as a beacon that shines its light on a dark corner of our, of our country's history and lays bare its collective denial. Once the darkness is illuminated, a deeper healing can occur and better assure our children's future, a future where all people wholeheartedly embrace and happily celebrate our differences. E.B. Lewis Wonderful children, this book, this wonderful book, again, was called All Different Now, Juneteenth, The First Day of Freedom. It was written by Angela Judson and written by E.B. Lewis. And don't forget, you can celebrate this holiday this June, June 19, 2023. Well, have a beautiful day, boys and girls. I appreciate you listening, and I'll be reading more stories. Take care. Have a great day.